Hello All Nations Church, along with any visitors who are viewing this on YouTube or Facebook, it's great to be able to share with you today. Now, my name's Ian, and I have the privilege of serving as part of the eldership team here at All Nations. Now, you join us in the third week of our series on Moses titled, Let My People Go. And if you've missed the other two, the story so far is that the Israelites, the people of God, they're trapped in slavery in Egypt. Now Moses miraculously escapes an edict that all male Hebrews should be killed at birth and is raised by Pharaoh's daughter. At age 40, he kills an Egyptian in anger over the mistreatment of one of his countrymen. Then he flees to the desert. Here he settles, marries, and has a son. Now at the age of 80, Moses is tending his sheep when the Lord appears to him and calls to him to return to Egypt to lead his people out of slavery. He takes some convincing, but he does agree, and with his brother Aaron, takes on the task of freeing the Israelites. And that's where we pick up our story today in Exodus chapter 5. So we'll read that in a minute, but first, it will be good to pray. Father God, we, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you that although these events took place thousands of years ago, they can speak to us today resonate to our current situation. So we pray that you'd be opening eyes, ears, hearts to hear what your word has to say to us today and that your Holy Spirit would come alongside us, whisper on our ears, and we'll be able to put into practice what you're speaking to us. Amen. So we're gonna be reading Exodus chapter five and I've asked Emma Bridal if she's able to read it to us. Over to you, Emma. Afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is this Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Then they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God or he may strike us with plagues, or with the sword. But the king of Egypt said, Moses, why are you taking the people away from their labour? Get back to work. Then Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous, and you are stopping them from working. The same day, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. Let them go and gather it themselves, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That is why they are crying out. Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the people so that they keep working and pay no attention to the lies. Then the slave drivers and the overseers went out and said to the people, this is what Pharaoh says. I will not give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not reduce at all. So the people scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for the straw. The slave drivers kept pressing them every day, saying, complete the work you are required to do, just as when you had straw. And Pharaoh's slave drivers beat the Israelite overseers they had appointed, demanding, why haven't you met your quota of bricks yesterday or today as before? Then the Israelite overseers went and appealed to Pharaoh. 
Why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told to make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said, lazy. That's what you are, lazy. That is why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw. You must produce your full quota of bricks. The Israelite overseers realized that they were in trouble when they were told, you are not to reduce the number of bricks required for you each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them. And they said, may the Lord look on you and judge you. You have made us obnoxious to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hands to kill us. Moses returned to the Lord and said, why Lord, why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people and you have not rescued your people at all. Thank you very much, Emma. Now, at the heart of this passage is the phrase, bricks without straw. Now it's become one of those Bible phrases, like maybe writing on the wall that comes from Daniel, that's found life outside of the scriptures and has become in the English language a, a general saying for being asked to complete a task without the necessary resources, bricks without straw. And I, I don't know about you, but that should surely resonate with us today in these very, very strange COVID-19 times that we live in. Life at times can seem to be one long struggle of trying to get through the day without the tools, equipment, or resources that will be available in more usual times. Now, as many of you will know, I'm one of the non-staff elders here at All Nations Church. I have a, a job outside of the church, therefore. So my day job, if you like, is to lead a team of analysts and researchers who provide forecasts, analysis, consulting for the global automotive industry. And, and that industry has centered itself on a few cities and areas across the globe, none of which are Bedford, it has to be said, and actually none of which really, if we're honest, are in the UK. So my biggest client successes have come in meetings in Detroit, Shanghai, Seoul, Silicon Valley, Tel Aviv, Tokyo, and so on. And now my day job is to try and rebuild the COVID hit business while still being able to un unable to travel. That's bricks without straw. Now my wife, Caroline, she works in the education sector and like many in that area, her job and role have been substantially changed in recent weeks and months but without any significant increase in resources or training, bricks without straw. Now in our home lives, many of us will have struggled over recent months to be teachers with no training, home workers with no office space, or worse still, we've become workers with no jobs, bricks without straw. And then we come to the church. In these odd times, we're struggling to work out how do we do church? How do we be church without gathering? How can we worship without singing? How can we have community without closeness? And even, how can we preach to an empty room? Bricks without straw. And as we face up to these challenges, we need to face up to what you may have already noticed in this passage. There's a, there's a real elephant in the room here, perhaps. And that's that God doesn't always provide us 
with the straw. Now, as we go through the rest of the story of Moses, we'll see many, many challenges that he and the people of God need to face and overcome. Later on, we'll see that the Israelites will need to cross a sea without boats, feed a nation without food, get water without wells, and so on. In those cases, the straw is amply provided. In all of those cases and many more, God delivered and delivered in abundance. So why not here? Why not here? Now that is an excellent question, my friends, and, and here are my thoughts on it. And it's really centered around the fact that, that sometimes I think God wants nothing more than for us to see the big picture, to raise our eyes up from the daily concerns and actually focus back on, on his eternal promises, the big things that he's doing. You see, Moses had been promised that God would set his people free. He'd already been told that Pharaoh would reject his opening offer, his opening demand, if you were, of a three-day trip into the desert that we read of in that passage today. God had already forewarned him of this. In Exodus 3, we can read it in verse 18, then you and the elders would go to the king of Egypt and say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go. You see, Moses should have known that at this stage, the first request was, was just a step on the path to freedom. Freedom wasn't going to come now. And as tricky and as painful as it can sometimes be, we, we maybe need to sometimes step back from our day-to-day -day challenges and see, see that bigger picture to remind ourselves of God's promises to us to connect again to his overriding plans and purposes for our lives, for this nation and for the nation's. You see, it's hugely tempting sometimes to focus our prayers in on just on alleviating our immediate concerns. And in the context of our passage today, that will be to, to pray for straw to make bricks. Lord, give us straw. Lord, give us straw. And not to pray for freedom from making bricks. Now, it's understandable that the people themselves would struggle with this. They, after all, were the ones having to make the bricks. They were the ones suffering. What I, as one of the leaders here at All Nations, find most challenging is that it's, it's Moses himself in this passage who also seems to have lost sight of the big picture. Friends, please pray for your leaders. You see, as we've seen, he'd been told by God that freedom would not be a single-step process. And yet our passage sees him railing at God, crying out, Why, Lord? Why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people and you have not rescued your people at all. Ouch. Moses seemed to have forgotten already what the plan was. Kind of lost faith, wanting instantaneous results. Now that leaves me with mixed feelings. As I said, one, I'm challenged. Lord, what, what am I missing? What am I missing about your big picture? And we'll get onto that. But as you've heard already in the, about this whole series in Exodus, there's another bit I love in this. Moses is not perfect. 
Moses messes things up. And yet God, and yet God, God always comes through. The people, spoiler alert, get free. You probably guessed that already, I know. Moses and his troubles, his inconsistencies, his failures cannot thwart the purposes of God. But how, how does this resonate with us all at all nations here today? Well, it may seem a long time to stretch our minds back to because so much has changed, but do you remember the word we were living with back in the second half of 2018? So I'm talking about two years ago now, which Richard, our lead elder, Richard Green, he brought back from his visit to Aviva Miento Church in Bogota, Colombia. Now that church is seeing a huge revival and the pastors there prophesied over Richard with these words. These, this is what they said to him, translated into English. I want you to know, pastors, I want you to know that Lord Jesus tells me in my spirit that he's brought you and you've come because you have thirst. You wanted to come and witness what is happening here. And you know, with one, two or three that ignite with the Holy Spirit's fire and seek him and give him all the glory, God can set your nation on fire again. We owe you because you brought the gospel to all Latin America. Now we owe you that this anointing that is flowing here with us Latinos will go all the way to Europe and take it all again. Europe for Christ. But you please receive this anointing of the Holy Spirit here and now and take it back with you because the Lord says, if you know and understand the time you are living in and what you have received, your nation will explode into revival again. There is a time of God, and this is his wonderful time for England. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we were living with back in 2018. How do those words, wonderful time for England, sit with you today? Church, do you remember that? Do you reflect on it now? I think we're in the days of bricks without straw, don't you? We have this wonderful promise over us. And yet since then, life seems to have got worse, not better, you could say. Maybe it's just me. And I can only speak for myself, but recently, having going through this passage, I've realized that I've, I personally have pretty much stopped praying for revival. I've been praying for an end to COVID, for the church to be able to gather, for things to be how they were. And yet our God is not a God of how things were. Our God is a God of what will become, always leading us onwards, always leading us towards that, that wonderful picture painted in, in Revelation of a people beyond number from every tongue, tribe, and nation. That's what we're moving towards, church. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong at all with praying for an end to COVID. Carry on praying, church. But I wonder... I just wonder if I've been distracted into praying for straw to make bricks when God's actually calling me to cry out for freedom, to pray for a restoration of what we had, it now seems wrong. I want to pray rather for an outbreak of revival and new life that takes us way beyond where we, where we used to be. My challenge to me and, and therefore my challenge to you is that have I, have we become like Moses, who so quickly, quickly allowed himself to be distracted by short-term challenges so that for a while 
he seemingly lost sight of that big picture. So church, I've asked you already, I'm gonna ask you again, please pray for your leaders, both here at All Nations and in the church across the globe. As good and as right as it is to do all that we can to battle COVID-19 and its impact on our communities, pray that we wouldn't lose sight of the promise of revival set before us. Now we have to acknowledge making bricks without straw for the Israelites just heaped extra pain upon the indignity of slavery. And for many, COVID-19 is just heaping extra pain upon the indignities and injustices of this world that we see. And they've been highlighted so painfully in recent times. And things like Black Lives Matter, racism, and the wider rampant inequality that we see across this world. Now church, we must and we will face and fight these issues. There are deep wrongs that need writing and Jesus is the only answer. There's repentance to be undergone, forgiveness to be sought, reconciliations to be made. But also church, we need to do this within the overarching context of God's plan for his church to make it his diverse, multicolored bride that reaches across, as it says in Revelation again, every tongue, tribe, and nation, demolishes every boundary and brings salvation and healing to the world. That church to me is our mission, to forget the bricks without straw, but to pray for freedom from making those bricks the passage in Exodus, the story of Exodus is God setting his people today, God setting his people free. Our story today is about God bringing a revival to his land. I believe that church. Do you? I'd love you to pray with me now. Father, would you show us how to be church during these unusual times? Would you teach us how to keep connected and united in these difficult times? And Father, we pray that you'd give us grace and strength for all those times that we need to keep on making our bricks without straw, for when life is tough. But alongside that, Father, I can only speak for myself, but I pray that you'd really help me lift up my eyes above those immediate concerns as well and refocus on your promises to us. Holy Spirit, would you reignite my, would you reignite our passion to see revival in this nation, in this town? Father amongst that, don't let us lose our passion to see wrongs righted, injustices corrected, and the hurting healed. But we cry out, Father, can we see that please in the context of your kingdom advancing, of people coming to know you and revival sweeping across our land. And Holy Spirit, in all of that, we acknowledge that we need so much more of you. Holy Spirit, would you continue to be breaking into our lives and then breaking out from this place? Holy Spirit, would you enable us to, to overcome the, the sensible restrictions that we're putting on gathering? Would we have the most Holy Spirit-filled Zoom meetings that are possible? Would we know your presence as we gather in individual houses, 
rather than corporately together in this place. Father God, bring revival to this land, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to me this morning. I'd just like to encourage you, if you're part of All Nations, if you've received the link to the Zoom meeting after we've drawn things to a conclusion here, please come and join us. It's great. Um, we have a healthy group of people who meet every week. We, we talk for a while as big one group, then we split out into smaller groups uh, to talk together as well. Very relaxed, very informal. It's just great to, to some, see, see some of that community starting to form again, to, to talk with people who maybe you haven't seen for months, it could be. So if you've got that link in your email, I'd encourage you now, after you've had a bit of worship, click on that link, come join us in the Zoom room. If you're watching and you haven't got that link, you can contact us in the chat box. We'll do all we can to get that link to you. But we'd love to see you after this broadcast so that we can carry on being one people. Thanks very much.